Good afternoon, good morning, good night. Welcome to Shenanigans with Biscuits and Gravy. Welcome. I am Biscuits. I'm Gravy. That is <laughs> I got something in my throat, evidently. Making <laughs> <laughs> me sound 90. <clears throat> say, say, would you like to try this again? <laughs> no, no, we're good. I just okay. E. Cola. I'm there, good. Here we go. It's back. Oh. Okay, the back is killing me as usual. Well, I, I can't say I feel your pain, man, but I slept on one of those beds that's made from a table that's in a camper. Oh, yeah. For a couple of days, I slept on one of those, and my back is fried. Like It felt good getting up and walking around. I mowed my lawn today, so I walked you know two and a half miles doing that. Mm. But it felt good like getting up and stretching those muscles out. Yeah. It was, oh. And then my wife, thank God, gave me a back rub. Oh. Yeah. yeah. She's a good egg, that one. Think I'll keep her. Yes. I, I, and I, I just got a text message just a minute ago um, from uh, our rescue. And it's mm -hmm. um, uh, Operation Safe Haven uh, in Haiti. They just uh, rescued 18 survivors and are... I'm sorry, they rescued 18 survivors and arrested 23 human traffickers. Wow. Yeah. All right. I get these texts all the time. Haiti's got a lot of shit going on there, but, you know, obviously, the you, you know how the uh, um, uh, Clintons and that whole... Trip. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. That, that, the Pizza Hut or whatever it was. Now, if you want to go from January to June of this year, just, you know, the first six months... Mm -hmm. 771 victims have been rescued. Wow. 451 traffickers have been arrested. That's awesome. Mm hmm. That's good results right there. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> that's not, that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did nothing. I, I went on a vacation. I, I didn't do nothing either. I. I. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, my doing nothing, like, we drove down. Uh, the first day we got there, we got there late in the afternoon, so we just kind of chilled out and set everything up. Uh, the next day, we went to the beach, which my wife and I never get to go just by ourselves. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were out there for a couple hours, and I was like, damn, it's hot. I need a drink. She goes, yes. And my wife never goes, yes. And so we went to uh, this bar. It was right next to the beach, dude. Nice. Like, rolled up there, still soaking wet. It was awesome. And it was us, this really uh, old black guy, and the owner. And I was like, this is going to be good. And my wife took a shot, and after that first shot, said she couldn't feel her knees. And I said, oh, this is going to be really good. <laughs> so, like, flash forward three hours later, and we're still... <laughs> We're still sitting there. <laughs> and uh, she was like, maybe we should get a hotel close to here. I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. So we started looking and couldn't find a hotel close there because we didn't want to drink and drive. Yeah. You know, we want to be responsible adults, as it were. And uh, we couldn't find one that was uh, cheap enough where it wasn't so cheap. You were playing, you know, is it a stain or is that really bed bugs? Like that could. Yeah. 
be blood on the wall. Of course, it could be ketchup. Yeah, like you know, we're at that level where it was paying two hundred dollars a night or twenty dollars a night and some bodily fluids. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we we were at that level, and so I was like, "Well, how about this?" I said, "We'll have a couple more drinks, then we'll go back down to the beach and sit, you know, sober up, enjoy the sand, the surf, sun." And she was like, "Yeah." So okay, four drinks later, and we <laughs> and we go down to the beach where I am feeling very festive. <laughs> Don't don't and, don't tell me you you uh, uh, did you get arrested? No 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 I didn't get arrested. I was like I just took you know I took my shirt back off my uh, my slippers back off which flip or flip flops some people call them flip flops yeah but uh, took those off and I dude I went and just played in the ocean for about an hour and my wife was kind of coming in and out <clears throat> and after like that's where I think she sent a picture on Facebook waiting for Gary to get eaten by sharks. Because I was, I was literally at one point the person who was farthest out. It was, it was really choppy. Current was strong. It was red flag conditions, and it was really kind of a nasty day. There. But I looked out, and I was like thirty yards farther out than anybody else. <laughs> at one point, and I was like, okay, and but it still wasn't so deep. Like the, I was still like getting picked up, and my feet could scrape the bottom. Yeah, you know, in the in the dwell of the wave, and. uh like, never got whistled by the lifeguards, nothing, came in, and we ended up going to this really nice restaurant. It's called The Redfish, and it was super good. Mm. But literally, we rolled in there. My, I have sand all over me. My board shorts are soaked. My shirt's wet, like, half up to my boobs, because it's been laying in my short, and my, you know, boobs. across my lap. Boobs. Yeah, boobs. My man boobs. boobs. My boobs. Yeah. And, uh, so we're sitting in there, and, like, the cheapest thing on the menu is, like, $19. Yeah. I was like, damn, it's one of these places. So we ended up, I was like, fuck it, you know, we don't do this a lot. So we ordered food. The bill with with the tip ended up being $96 and some change. Damn. But it was so worth it. That was some of the best food I've ever had in my life. It was absolutely delicious. And uh, we went home after that and just played gin rummy like old people and did nothing. Then... uh the next gin, day, the kid, gin rummy's fun. That's actually dude, I, fun. I love I love playing gin rummy. I haven't played that game in probably ten years. <laughs> oh, me and my wife play it, and she's cutthroat, man. She's devious. But uh, kids came down the next day. My son and his two cousins, and then uh, Saturday we took them to a water park all day, mm-hmm. which was really cool. Got to take the kids down on some slides and. They, they didn't have one of those, like, wave pools or anything. They just had, like, this kiddie pool area. Yeah. And I didn't see one kid get out of that and go to the bathroom all day. My <laughs> wife's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm sitting over here in a lawn chair. She goes, you don't want to come sit in here? I said, no, nah, because that's full of piss. <laughs> Hell no, I don't want to fucking sit in there. That water ain't getting filtered. That's why this whole place reeks of chlorine. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> So, yeah, the, hey, you know what? And I, I, dude, I clean one, pools. Okay, I, I clean not pools. One kid, not one, got out of that damn pool. <laughs> and it, but it was like an intense thing. It had like four tiers to it, and there were wa- little concrete water slides that went down. Or not concrete, you know, they were, there were slides that went down like every tier till you got to the bottom little pool where the little kids were. Mm-hmm. 
And I was just like watching my son and he'd go up to the top one and slide down in this little pool there. And I'm like, look at him just soaking himself in piss. And then, bam, next level. I'm like, there it is, piss bath. And then he hit the bottom level. I'm like, that's just probably a fucking sewer now. Like, it's just like, as the levels went down, it got worse and worse. (laughs) (laughs) Parents are just walking around in this knee-deep piss water smiling. I'm like, you just are nasty people. Like I, I've been a kid in a pool. You yeah. peed in the pool. Yeah, I, I, I've uh, um, did I poop once in a pool? I think I did. Oh, dude, now that's just foul. Well, I mean, I was young. It. I. How old? Uh. Not, see now you're fucking gonna make something up. How old? How old were you really? I, I was. I, I was. Drunk if you're an double, adult. D- yeah, I was gonna say, you're too old to shit in a pool. I was, I was. I was drunk and I was an adult. Nasty. <laughs> it don't matter. That does not matter. That is no reason to crap the pool. It, it was a small pool. There was no one else in it. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if it's little plastic pools you get for $10 in the Dollar General, man. That is disgusting. You are a foul human. I mean... <laughs> it looks oh, like I can't believe you opened it. And you openly admitted it, too. Now, there was a little shame there. And I'm going to give you credit for having that, just that touch, that iota of shame you knew you should have. <laughs> so... Look, is that a baby <laughs> Ruth? <laughs> You're a bad <laughs> Well, now, now, now you folks know a little bit more about me. I can't talk. I crap myself at work. I mean, I don't have a lot of a lot of wiggle room here. <laughs> I, 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 I do that too. At least you had an excuse. You were drunk. Yes. I didn't. I was just. I was sick. <laughs> Oh my Which god! Which is it's sad because it's the second time I've crapped myself when I've been ill. Oh well, I've second just just two. Wow. Okay. When, when I said when I've been ill. Yeah, I mean that's why I said just two. <laughs> I, did, I did have a, a very close experience with that this weekend because because my wife was uh, she was in the bathroom, and the place only had one bathroom, <laughs> and I really had to pee. And she's like, well, just go outside and pee. <coughs> and I was like, yeah, you know, brilliant idea. Just go outside and pee. So I go outside to pee and I start to relax, you know, to let it loose. And then I realized that the back was going loose too. <laughs> and so it was, a, it was a two-pronged attack happening on me. So I had to cinch up the having to pee real quick and like suck in the other side. <laughs> And I literally like crip myself walking in, and I'm like, "Hun, you're gonna have to get up quicker than this. <laughs> like, you're gonna have to get the hell out of this bathroom." <laughs> but luckily, she was almost done, so she got out, and I just, oh my god, oh, dude, and this is what's worse about that. This this story is just a tragedy all oh, around. So oh, I ne- keep it going. I, I nearly crapped myself, but the first day we were there, went in and flushed the toilet, and uh, this little green tree frog, I guess, had been in the toilet. Oh. Well, he hopped out, and I was like, "Okay, thank thank goodness he's safe." Like, cause we just flush the toilet to, when you get the water turned on to get the pump or the pump, uh, the pipes and everything good. Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, he's safe." 
So, the, you know, the next morning when I was having my two-pronged attack and, like, I, you know, she had just gotten up. So I sat down and evidently, like, little dude had left the wall and hopped back into the bowl in between, like, her getting up and me sitting down. And so, I, like, I, oh, man, it was so bad. Like, I dropped this horrific orange because I was, I was eating these blaze. I don't know if you've had them, the blaze Doritos. Yes, yes. Yeah, they're, like, bright red painted with this dust. And so, like, my crap was this bright orange Dayglo monstrosity of blaze Doritos and yingling beer. And it was on top of the shrimp I had had the night before and the potato salad I snacked on when I got home. And it was just this, oh, this monstrosity of a defecation. That, And then I stand up and I flush and the poor little tree frog came out from under the lip of the toilet with the flush. Oh. And, like, I could see the fear in his eyes as he was going to get sucked down with this devil, devil of a bowel movement I had just let go into this toilet. And it was just like this complete tragic breakdown I had in the bathroom knowing that I flushed this poor tree frog down with this horrendous shit I just took. It was awful, man. I felt so bad. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of animals and shit, um, <laughs> my, it's, at some point in the middle of the night, uh, Moose, the, uh, the white one, he decided that, uh, you know, he was feeling a little sick. So he shit all over the living room and vomited. Mm. There was, I woke up this morning. <laughs> wife's getting, uh, filling up uh, my, my coffee, sitting it down. I'm looking and there's like four different piles of shit and like two big piles of vomit. And I'm looking over at Moose and he's just like shaking like a crack addict. <laughs> just, poor, poor dude just looked awful. Oh. <laughs> So I don't know what what happened with him because I took him out then I like nine o'clock at night almost ten in the mo or ten in the evening last night. But he uh, something something I just got him. really upset. Ah man, I don't know. He was uh, we couldn't that figure sucks. it out. Yeah, but he he he's not acting like a crack addict anymore. Although he does look like one. <clears throat> and Boba's over there um, looking pretty. Aww. Oh, he's a pretty girl. Yes, who's above was a pretty girl. It's a that's right. Oh, you're pretty. Okay, stop Mills. it. Nah, but I got. I missed my cat when I was gone. Oh, really? Yeah, we walked in and he went ape shit. <laughs> he was all loving on my son and me, like, oh my god. Yet, yet a thought he never seen us. Yeah. And then, and then, like, you know, because cats, because they're kind of assholes. Like, ten minutes later, he was over on the couch, like, licking his ass, like, nah. Yeah. Didn't really miss you anyway. Despite all that mewling and rubbing my butt up against you when you walked in, you fuck. The the fact you even, that he even had interest when you came home. Oh, yeah. That's something I've never seen. For me, it's always been, you know, I could be gone for six months or nine months, come back, and the cat be like, oh, hey. Well, it was funny because we got back yesterday afternoon and, you know, the getting back thing is always you got to unpack, start doing laundry, you know, get all that shit done. Mm -hmm. So we we got all that done really fast and uh, we ended up watching Endgame yesterday. We watched Endgame again in the house and I was I had a beer and I just I was about to get up and go and get another one. And I looked down and he's laying at my feet. And I was like, you can't tell me I don't have a cog. 
<laughs> and my wife's like, what the hell are you talking about? I said, I have a cat that acts like a dog. And she goes, well, what about a dat? And I said, no, because he's a cat first, and he acts like a dog. I said, a dat is a dog that acts like a cat. <laughs> So we actually had to pause the movie and have an argument about that. <laughs> because that's what marriage is, folks. Yes, that, that's exactly. It's, uh... And in the, in, the middle, in the middle of our argument, I get up to walk into the kitchen to get a beer, and the cat follows me, and I get a beer, and I walk back, and the cat follows me back, and I sit down, the cat lays down at my feet, and then the battle continued between the cog-dat debate. You know, and, and that's the thing. When it comes to the, the wife and the husband, you know, there's we're stubborn. I mean, even the women are stubborn, but on a totally different level. For instance, let, let me give an example. All right. You know, changing the oil on the car. See, a woman's going to go pull up a Jiffy Lube. You know, once it's about three miles, going to pull up in there, you know, have herself a drink of her latte mocha chino brewery fucking something. And about anywhere between 15 minutes to an hour, it's going to pay. All is going to be changed. It's going to be good to go. Now, it's going to cost like what? 20, 30 bucks for an oil change? Usually about 39.99. Yeah. And her coffee is probably like 50 bucks. You know, so, <laughs> you know, all together, that's, that's really not spending much. Now, as a guy, we're a little different because we want to do this ourselves. So I, I, I want to explain to uh, women that listen to this how brilliant, especially if you're not married yet, you know, I just want to explain how brilliant we as men are, okay? Okay, I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah. I, I think I know. Did, but I'm going to interject my own points randomly in this. Oh, okay, okay. Okay? But See, I think I got you. Go and we're going to wait till like, we're going to wait till the weekend, like maybe a Saturday or Sunday, okay? And we're going to drive to the auto parts store, pick up some oil, a filter, Gonna get some kitty litter, you know. Get some some of that, you know, industrial hand cleaner that's got the little the orange smells like orange with a little yeah, dude. Um, Gojo, it's yeah. called Gojo. Yeah, I okay. used to use that in the Harley shop. Shit was fantastic. And on the way home, stop by, get a case of beer. Okay, so what you spin out of parts? It's about fifty bucks, twenty bucks for a case of beer. All right, so you're home now. First thing you're gonna do, you're gonna sit down, chill. You're gonna open a beer because you know, hey, you're gonna do some manly work. You deserve to have a beer first because that's just what we do. Okay? So you open and drink that beer. Then you jack the car up and you spend 30 minutes, you know, your your next step, jack the car, but you spend 30 minutes looking for the jack stand. All right? See, that's one thing I don't like. What guy doesn't know where his jack stand is? You know what? And I, there is a thing with this that people do move it. Okay. They do. My wife likes to move shit in my garage, so I will back that. Okay. Keep going. Keep right. going. So finally, after 30 minutes, you, you found the jack stand, and it's underneath, like, some kid's pedal of their toy car. And, uh, in frustration... <laughs> yeah, usually. So, 30 minutes, you, you're pissed off, frustrated, you grab another beer and drink it. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> you go place the drain pan under the engine. Yep. <clears throat> You look uh, for your 13-millimeter box-in wrench. Yeah. Okay, now you give up because <laughs> you don't, you can't find it or you can't, you don't have it, so you use a crescent wrench, you know? Hey, it's an expensive ah, thing. <laughs> so, rough, so rough on the bolt. <laughs> it is. Now, you, now you'll screw that drain plug, you know? 
you drop the drain plug in a pan of hot oil as it splashes yes, all over everywhere and all over yourself. In the process, you curse wildly. So you crawl out from underneath the car to wop the hot oil off your face and arms, and you throw kitty litter onto the ground where it spilled. And you have another yeah. beer while you watch the oil drain. Yeah. So <clears throat> you're spending 30 minutes looking for the oil filter wrench. And after about that time, you give up, you crawl underneath the car and hammer a screwdriver through the oil filter and twist it off. <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, I'm having flashbacks to my father changing every fucking oil filter he ever changed. <laughs> and it didn't involve, dude, it wasn't just hammering it in once because inevitably that thing was glued on there with fucking cement. So it was 90 damn holes and him pulling as hard as he can. And then he ripped the filter and be like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you crawl out from underneath the car, <laughs> fucking dripping oil filter, oil fucking everywhere, <laughs> and you know it, it's it's illegal to you know environmental shit. It's illegal to throw that shit in the trash. So you cleverly have to hide that thing. Yeah, you know, wrap it up in a trash bag, stick it down in there, kind of mix up the trash so others on top. Oh, that's awful. That's yeah, awful. tell me you've never done it. <laughs> Actually, I used to burn mine. Oh, I, I had a I had a burn pit out back, and I I would always every time I changed one, I'd keep them, and if I did a burn, I'd throw them in to burn them down. <laughs> so, after you've at this point, you've uh, cleverly hidden the. Uh, the oil filter in the trash to avoid any environmental pen penalties. You're proud of yourself. Time for another beer. Absolutely. Now, uh, you stole the new oil filter, making sure to apply a thin gasket of oil to gasket, you know, to the surface. That's key. Yes. That is key to keep it from getting I'm, welded to the damn engine. And I will say it again. Apply a thin coat of oil to the gasket surface. Yes. Has everybody got yeah, that? You always pour a little oil into the filter. And when you do, chances are you're going to slop a little over onto the rim. All you do is take your finger, dip it in that, and just run it around that edge. Mm. Just just make sure it's covered. Oh, yeah. That's key. Now, so once you've done this, you're proud of yourself. It's like, hey, I had a little, uh, you know, little wrench got thrown in there, managed to fix it. We're all good. So you dump your first quart of fresh oil into the engine. At this point, you remember that the drain plug, <laughs> you forgot to put it in. <laughs> yeah, you do. Because <laughs> you're on your fourth beer already. <laughs> so, you heard to find that thing, <laughs> which is in the drain pan, by the way. Yeah. With the oil. <laughs> you find that. <laughs> so, you put it in, you have a beer. Yeah. <laughs> And as you as you, you drink that beer, and then you go look, you see all this fresh oil. It's all over the floor. Throw a little more kitty litter on it. There you go. And you get back to the drain plug and everything, and uh, you make sure it's in there. You double check just to make sure it's in there. A mm -hmm. little bit of spill from that. Have another beer. Oh yeah. Did a good job. Now you got to crawl underneath the car, and. You get a little bit of kitty litter in your eyes. So you wipe the eyes with an oily rag that you use to clean the drain plug. You slip... You, you, 
I'm sorry, I'm having flashbacks. That's sad. I, I just feel so depressed for you. Oh. <clears throat> and you take that little crescent wrench, and you tighten the, the plug there, and you bang your knuckles so they're on the frame, trying to you know, remove some I, nice skin between the knuckles. I feel that. Like, I can literally feel yeah, that I, feeling. I, I do, too. So, of course, you're going to throw out another cussing fit. All right. And exactly. And that's what you're going to do. Have another beer. Have another beer. So, <laughs> and, well, before you pop that open, you're going to throw that crescent wrench, by the way. Then you have that beer. <laughs> And uh, <clears throat> that crescent wrench hits your bowling trophy, your first place bowling trophy. Ah! So you're gonna curse a little bit more. You chug down that one beer, open up another, and chug that down too. So at this point, you're gonna clean up your hands and bandage, you know, bandage your knuckles a little bit, and you're gonna have another beer. Then you go in, you dump in five fresh quarts of oil. After that. Check underneath. You're all good. Have another beer. Yeah. You lower the car from the jack stand. You move the car back to apply more kitty litter. Fresh oil spilled, you know, during your, your mishaps. Then you have another beer. So, <laughs> so now it's time to test drive the car. You get pulled over, arrested for drinking under the influence. Your car gets some pound, pounded. And you call your loving wife to make bail. Twelve hours later, your car, you get your car back from the impound yard. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Oh, my God. So, you, you've spent $50 in parts. Um, the beer costs 20 bucks. The uh, DUI, that's $2,500 right there. Easy. $75 for the impound fee. Bail is $1,500. So, you spent approximately, you know, you spent over $4,000 just to change the oil. <laughs> That's how we are. So, I like that. That was really cute. So, before we left for the beach, my wife's car wasn't starting quite right. Yeah. So, I took it to uh, my mechanic, and he was like, well, you do have a dead cell in the battery. He goes, you probably should change it before you go down. Mm. I'm like, oh, I'll change it myself. You know, how how hard is a battery? Usually, when, right when you open the hood, it's right there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Undo the positive, undo the negative. Slop the new one in, make sure the tray's clean, bam, you're good to go. <laughs> okay, so Dodge, in its infinite fucking wisdom, because engineers put cars together, not mechanics, they put the <laughs> battery behind the front left tire. So... In, it, well, I shouldn't say behind. It's actually directly in front of the front left tire. Okay. So you, you know, that's the complete opposite. Yeah, on the bottom of the engine. You, you said you the, said behind. Now, now you say in no, no, front. No, I, I should. I want to say behind because you have to turn the wheel all the way inward. Ah. Okay. In order to access it. Yes. That's why I say it's actually behind it. Mm -hmm. Because that's how you're looking at it. You know, uh, I got you now. Looking from, you know, where it's actually at. It's actually in, in front of the front left tire. Like, kind of inside where the bumper is. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Okay. So, I was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to take it. Take the tire off. That's going to be a lot easier. Crack the tire off. Plenty of room to work. Blah, 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 blah. 
So I go to get the tire off. Knew where my jack stand was. <laughs> Got that bitch jacked up. <laughs> and those, I don't know who changed her tires last. And I don't know what size impact wrench they used to put those fucking things on. But I was literally standing on the friggin' thing on every friggin' bolt. And I couldn't get it to budge. <laughs> I was like, holy fuck. I said, okay, plan B. <laughs> so... Did you have an extender bar to use for a little leverage? I, I did not. I could not find my bitch bar. It's, it's what I call my bitch bar. I used it when I was a mechanic, and I could not find it to save my life, man. Yeah. So I, I had I had nothing to use. Um, but so I was like, okay, took it off the jack stand, turned the wheel all the way in left because I had done this before, and then spent like 30 fucking minutes popping off them little plastic things <laughs> that hold all the plastic together yeah. just so I could get to the battery. And the battery in and out is actually fairly simple. You just have to, like, pull your front quarter panel a little bit. Mm-hmm. And just, you got to pull hard, and it'll it'll come right out against the tire and everything. Yeah. The bitch of everything is getting them little fucking plastic things <laughs> that tend to hold all cars together now together. That is my biggest damn complaint. You know, and... There has to be a better way. Working on a variety of cars, like, as far as for years, like as far as uh, the age wise from my cars from the 70s, 80s, 90s, mm-hmm. and the 2000s, I'll be honest with you, give me something in the 70s or 80s. Way, I'd be happy to work on something like that. Even oh. even a transmission or carburetor, sure, but give me That's anything. Why Volkswagens were so brilliant, how simple they were. Yeah. Anybody could work on a damn Volkswagen engine. Mm hmm. If you have any rudimentary knowledge of an engine, you could work on a Volkswagen engine. <laughs> but, like, I like I love the 70s cars. Like, especially when it comes to, you know, the bodies, just the heavy metal way they were built. But really, with I, I like one of those, but dropping more of a modern style engine in it. Just slightly more modern. Not a lot. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't mind just, like, a fuel injection system in place of a carb, because tuning a carburetor can be a bitch. Yes, yes. Like, I don't know if anybody out there has ever had to tune a carburetor, but I can tell you that is one of the biggest pains in the asses you can ever do. It, it would be, I, I want to honestly say, when it comes to, like, the old cars from the 80s and 70s and before, the carburetor was really the only complex part of it. Honestly, everything else was so simple. Distributor caps, your fire, I mean, everything was mm-hmm. simple. Because there was minimal electronics. Yeah. Like, if you had a problem, it was, damn, the light on this dashboard thing is out. I wonder if it's a short in the wire or if it's just a fucking bulb. You know, I love that simple. I like that my Harley, I think, has a total, it's whole electrical system. I'm not talking starter, battery, you know, it, it actually has a point ignition system to tell you how fucking old it is. But uh, I think, like, the headlight, brake light, turn signals were on there. I took those off. I think there's, like, six wires in the main wiring harness. Mm. Dude, I love it. Hey, I got to take a quick pisser real quick. Okay. I don't want to pee in a, in a bottle or a can again. Okay, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, not like last yeah. time. <laughs> I knew I heard. <laughs> trying to tell me I'm crazy just hearing shit. We'll be right back, folks. <laughs> hey, 
Hey, welcome back, people. Um, for us, that could have been hours. For you, a few seconds. Yeah. But yeah, I I had to uh, I, I had to go poop. How'd that come out? Well, originally it was a urination, then became a defecation, and mm -hmm. uh, I, I will have to say that it was like sitting in a sauna. Well, you don't have AC. So I can imagine your bathroom is fairly stifling. Yes, and um, it, there is a fan. It's located directly above the toilet, and mm -hmm. uh, which is you know pretty much right right about where my 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 um, two foot long nut sack is hanging. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the fan. Okay, let me put it this way: um, we've had the fan replaced like two or three times since we lived here, and I keep being like, you know, hey. It's not my house. It's my wife's family's house. But the yeah, guy yeah. that does the maintenance, whatever, he's not exactly all there. And we have we live up in a mountain ridge. There's windy, and in uh, on Oahu and most other islands, the the um, the wind comes from like the north northeast. That's your traditional trade wind. Your traditional you know directional wind travels. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe once in a while you might get it from a different direction, but that's brief, okay? So, where the fan is, and where the house is, the exhaust goes out the side of the house that's like on the east, northeast side. So, basically, this little fan is pushing air, you know, it's pulling the air out, whatever, and pushing out the other side. And that is supposed to fight against Mother Nature's wind, and mm -hmm. it, it doesn't. And, um, so you have a fan that really makes noise. That's really what it does. Doesn't help any, but it makes a lot of noise. It makes noise. It distracts you from the fact that you're sweating and shitting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, That's good. I mean, taking a shower, I mean, I mean, I live in Hawaii, so I mean, I, I, I'll take, I have no problem taking a cool shower. Because I mean, when it gets humid, you 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 could have it. You can be all clean, everything, and as soon as you step outside, you're just sweating again. It's like putting deodorant yeah. on doesn't even do nothing. Well, I I've started working out in my garage again. Mm-hmm. Because I, I had moved my stuff into the house just because I'm like it's too damn hot. Yeah. But I realized moving in, moving it into the house, I'm too comfortable. Oh. I don't like it. So I moved everything back out in the garage, and I cracked the garage now maybe like a foot, two feet. And like today it was, I think, 97 degrees. The humidity was like 90%. Mm -hmm. And from where I work out, where I do my, uh, my sandbag work and my heavy bag work and stuff like that, the ground, the concrete is actually now stained because mm. of the sweat. Yeah, that, that it's your garage. I mean, really, who cares? And that's, but it still agitates me that like I want to clean that up because <laughs> it's my garage. Yeah, well, mine is like mine's used for different purposes. Um, it's uh, a it, there's just some work with some workout weights in there. I've got um, some shelves where I got some tools. Other ones where I have some tech books from the military, um, history books, um, camping stuff, my survival shit, you know, mm -hmm. some other little odds and ends. And 
I actually got rid of a lot of stuff that I owned. Because when my uh, sister-in-law and her boyfriend moved in, they lived in the pool house. And that the garage is attached to there. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So I, you know, had to do like a little share thing with them. Instead of me having to, you know, find a place to... Where there really wasn't nowhere to put it, what I had in there. Anyways, um, so uses um, he uses my weights and everything, and he trains people. You know, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Thing with 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 my weight, but. Okay, okay, we're we're sorry about that little malfunction, and um, I'm knocking shit over now. Oh my god. Okay. What Must were be we your saying? nerves. Um, I pain. Oh, I, I before we cut out, I was talking to you about like my garage. Yes, and how you were saying how you had your stuff, I guess, like out there, and then the the family moved into the pool house, which attached the garage, so you had to move your stuff. Yeah, and I tell you, I go out to my garage, and I'm like, "Where's the charger for the drill, honey?" <laughs> She goes, I, I don't know. I, I I haven't touched it. And I'm like, I can tell you exactly where it was. This is where it was. And she goes, oh, yeah, I moved that. <laughs> okay, good. Where is it? Because the drill's making this sound like a dying yak every time I put it. <laughs> and, and, and then it takes 20 minutes, and she finds it. And then I put it exactly back where I had it, and then it'll be moved again. Yeah. The only things that don't friggin' move in there, unless I move them, are the mower and the weed eater. Yeah, that's. Want to guess off. why those don't move? Because <laughs> they're bigger and heavier. Well, that and she ain't gonna mow the fucking lawn or weed eat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, that'll work too. Um, yeah, luckily, Not luckily for me, you know, my wife doesn't move my shit around. Now, as yeah. far as the garage, you know, the the the, yeah, stuff gets moved around there. Yeah, it's mysterious see, little the gremlin that does it. That man, see, I get fucking ticks when that shit happens. Like, I, I went in, I, this is no joke, and I was very happy she did it. It was actually very sweet, but she actually reorganized my toolbox for me. Oh. And I, I opened up, and I was like, damn, all my wrenches are in order, all my vice clamp. Look at this shit. And I started <laughs> opening all the drawers, and all my all my sockets are back on, on the little strips, and they're all in order and size. And I'm like, holy shit. Like she got all OCD on this. It was beautiful. I it was like how my toolbox looked when I left every Friday, when I used to be a mechanic. Because you have to get everything back, and our boss was big on that. Clean your area, make your toolbox neat. You know, get ready for next Tuesday. Yeah. So we always did that. And seeing that, I'm like, damn! Like that's where those 17 10 millimeter sockets were. I'll be son of a bitch. Yeah, to, what wait, what is it? 10, 13, and 11. Ten, I like this. Ten, the, the 10 millimeter, man. That is yeah. the most missing socket in the damn world. Yeah, that that's 13. Yeah, 10, 13, and there was another one. Uh, I can't remember offhand, but yeah, 10 and 13 are definitely yeah. disappeared. And that's what, well, for me too, like I worked on Harleys. All their shit is standard. It's not metric. Mm -hmm. So when I started getting things like, you know, fucking lawnmowers or dodges, I had to start <laughs> I had to start buying things in, uh, in the metric range. And I hate it, dude. I hate it. I just wish we could all go to one thing. Yeah. It would make shit so much simpler. 
Yeah, it would. Um, my toolbox is... Um, I actually... You know what? Atlas 46. And I'm not going to... This isn't my... This isn't a little commercial. Go to Atlas 46. This is a... Um, it's kind of like your veteran gearhead type tool place. You know, if, if you like those uh, combat uh, tactical style uh, stuff, they have like an actual like uh, uh, tactical apron thing where you put wrenches and shit in. It's got a little magnetic stuff. You get tool rolls that's made of the same material that some of the combat gear is made out of. Uh, mm -hmm. It's it's. It's phenomenal. I got this tool roll, and it's, it's badass. I had tools fitting in forever, but yet the thing was, it would it, be right next to my toolbox, but I would get tools out of my toolbox because all I had to do was lift the lid and pull out whatever I needed. Now, the tool roll is great. It cost me 50, 60, 70 bucks, but mm -hmm. you have to take it, and it's heavy as shit, you know, because it holds yeah. a lot. It's great. It's durable. I'm telling you, it's worth the money. But yeah. you know, th then I have to go through and I have to unbuckle the things. Then I have to unroll it, and then I have to like search in the pockets and shit for what it was I need because I can't remember from the last you know six months I got yeah. in there. So I'm just like, you know what, fucking <laughs> say seventy dollars just went to complete waste. I took it all, put it back in my toolbox. I have a rolling Matco toolbox which I got. When I used to be a mechanic, mm -hmm. and it was, da, 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 I want to say like five hundred bucks when I bought it, mm. dude. But it's paid itself off in spades. Like literally, I can pull that whole thing around me within the garage. Yeah, it's light, it's maneuverable. But let me tell you something about the standard system, okay? I just <clears throat> said we should we should all switch to metric. Yeah, you know, yes, yes. There are three countries in the world. Three, three out of what, one hundred and eighty? Something like that. that. You, that use the standard system. I thought it was 160-something. Whatever, I, whatever. Yeah. You know, whatever, whatever. But here are the countries. The United States, land of the free, home of the brave, and the quarter-inch socket. Burma. <laughs> Burma. <laughs> Bur now, Burma. I'm Burma. It's in Africa, people. It's a tiny little nation. And if I remember right, they are like uh, like carbon deficient now. Like they've saved most of their rainforests and stuff like that. Like they're they're not doing a lot of tool work. And the last country is Liberia. <laughs> yeah, there's uh No, wait. Burma's not in Africa. It's in Asia. Yeah, yeah. Burma's in Asia. It's um, in Asia. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Near uh, India, if I remember correctly. Yeah, to the to the uh, what's the left on the map? West. West. I can't remember. Yeah, it's west. Yeah. No, east. East. Oh Jesus! It's on one of the side. Never. It's on the yeah, left or right east. side. Yeah, it's, it's on the left no, or right side. I've had way too many beers for this. Yeah, it's east. It's east. It's east of India. East of India. Okay. <laughs> and then Liberia. Liberia. Yeah. That's, Those um... are the three countries in the world. Three. Three. Why the other two? I just it doesn't make sense. I mean, I know Burma is a lot of bad shit happening. Trafficking is pretty bad there. Rapes are pretty bad. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know why. I don't think that's why they're still using the standard system. Well, no, no. I mean, it, it's <laughs> it, it more kind of falls in line with like Chicago or New York, but I I don't know. But I just find it funny that out of. However many sovereign nations there are in the world, 
Liberia and There's Burma. There's just three of us. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, those are the other two. It's not even like anything good. It's not, not like Australia or like Ireland. Or something. No, no. Or how about fucking Canada that's yeah. attached to us? Yeah. Nope. Like if it were the Irish, I'd be like, hell yeah. We're, we're keeping this. <laughs> Everybody else needs to change this standard. Mm-hmm. We just need to go metric, man. Just go metric. I have a question. Uh, your disposal, the uh, huh? the the wrench that goes for underneath. I forgot the actual name, but the wrench you, that goes for underneath. That goes underneath. The, you know where the the disposal is, and you had the little breaker that's on the bottom underneath it. You know, under the sink. You know that big cylinder thing. Yeah, I've I've been under the sink. Okay. Yeah, you're talking you, about like a you talking about a monkey wrench or a spanner wrench or. Oh no, it's. Okay, let, let me try and explain this so everybody can figure out what I'm talking about. You have a sink You're talking about here. the big nut on your U-bend, right? Yeah, the, right underneath where you that tool yeah. you put in, if it gets clogged, if, if your uh, um, grinder isn't working, you turn the switch off. Please turn the switch off. Don't put your hands down there. Cause well, see, you know, I, don't, I don't have a disposal, so. Oh, well, we're fancy, you know. We're fancy Evidently, like that. you fucking are. I bet you got an ice dispenser in your fridge, too, bitch. Want to talk all fancy to me? Do you have a dishwasher? Yeah. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I d Dude, she tells me that every time I tell her to wash the dishes. I don't need to hear that from you, too. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yes, I, I, I am the We're dishwasher. Actually, yeah, I enjoy washing dishes by hand. I prefer to wash dishes by hand. I don't like using the dishwasher. My wife does. Well... Back, back to the, um, back to the. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, back to your disposal question, yeah. which I have no idea how to answer. So basically, there. Think of this like cylinder thing, and this is the machine where inside you got your little blade and your little motor and yeah. everything, where the blade goes around, chops everything up, and shoots it out the pipe that goes down to your whatever the wherever the collection system is and all that. But on the very bottom, because it hangs and you can put your hand right underneath it. Typically, there's two places, and I forgot where the other one is, but usually there's a little red button that's like a little trip. So uh -huh. if it trips, yeah. suddenly you push that button. In the very center, there's a specific type of tool. It's like a, a so, um, hex or a is star. Is it a torx bit? It looks, if it looks like a star, it's a torx bit. It's called I, a torx bit. I think it's... Anyways, you have to... And if it's a star with a little hole in it... I, I use the like one got a little quarter. It use the one quarter Allen wrench. Yeah, it's probably not the one you should be using. Uh, you probably should be using a Torx bit. My guess is probably a, a twenty or a twenty-five. There's an uh, actual tool. You know what? I got my phone right here. I'll look up the name. There's an yeah. actual name for the specific tool. It's only used for that. Um, I can't imagine there is only one tool used for that. Seriously, there is, and it's exactly here. Look at like up. I, look. Well, I can I can, I can honestly say I have one. I have a wrench I bought specifically for loosening the clutch hub nut. Google, Google, and, it, and it's hey. actually a a bent wrench. Google disposal tool. Yeah, and this is a bent wrench too. It can either be at a slight angle or a ninety. Dispo garbage disposal tool. Yeah. Garbage. The jam buster wrench. 
That's the name for it. I was trying to remember what the name was. I knew it was kind of weird. Okay, so apparently my... Oh, uh, okay. I, I see what you're looking at. Yeah. 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 The Insincorator Jam Buster .25 inch. Oh, my God. That is a fantastic name. I, I know. It is. Well, I don't oh, have yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. Yeah. Dude, all this is a simple friggin' hex head. Yeah, and that's the thing is, I don't have this tool. You know? That's <laughs> just a bent hex head. That's and they say, you know, and when you get the manuals, it says, don't use an Allen wrench use this specific tool because typically they come with it okay well I, i'm living in a house where we moved in long after it was built so yeah. you know I, this tool can't find it the you insincurator know. the or <laughs> or the, or the jam buster <laughs> i like the jam buster i don't know who came up with that but god i I hope it, well. I think Jam Buster is the company that makes them, but the, the Insincorator that guy that guy needs a raise. I or that lady. <laughs> I don't know who made that up or who thought of that, but that was a long night with a lot of coffee and weed because that that person is fantastic. The Insincorator. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the worst professional wrestler ever. <laughs> Well, I, I don't have this tool, so I, I use my quarter-inch Allen wrench. Yeah, which probably works fine because it said it's .25 inch. It's so yeah, exactly. You're good. Yeah, it's the same, pretty much the same thing. But it is not yeah. the tool. It is not a jam buster. Well, I'll tell you, man. There were uh, Harley. I can tell you because you know, ever I think everybody who starts off as a mechanic thinks uh, one day I can open my own shop, and I did too. Yeah. But I did a breakdown of all the Harley specialty tools I would need. Mm-hmm. $6,000. Damn. That's for basic damn tools. Like, their specialty tools, quote-unquote, to do the job. But I somehow managed to get through my first three years as a mechanic with basically a Sears 140-piece tool set. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's uh. Back during my uh, um, submarine days when I was in the Navy as auxiliary mechanic, I had a lot of tools, and I had some for things that we actually had to design ourselves. Like we would take a, um, we would take a wrench, we would cut it, and we weld on like something else we needed to it or whatever. I mean, I had so many just. I call them crackhead tools. Because mm -hmm. it's pretty much, it looked like some crackhead just went to town on it. Exactly, yeah. But, uh, you know, it worked. If, if it worked, it worked, you know. And uh, I had a ton of tools. And when I um, ended up, got out of the, getting out of the Navy, what was it, like December of 08. Like three weeks later, I was in the Army. So I left it at my buddy's house. And doing the whole transfer, doing the whole packing everything to uh, for the move or whatever, like six months later when I got up there and moved the company, grabbed it all. Mm -hmm. My buddy's like, hey, man, just leave your tools here. You know, they'll be fine. I was like, I'll, I'll yeah, just grab I'll a couple. I'll, I'll grab a couple. This is one of those, the wheels and like the, the durable one with the wheels. And it's, it's about um, five feet, maybe six feet tall. No, a little less. It's less than like five feet tall. Uh -huh. And 
it, it was pretty heavy to move it because that's how many tools I had in it. It, it was heavy. And money-wise, I couldn't tell you. But I came back like six or nine months later after that. Tools weren't there. Oh, no way. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing. My uh, my buddy that I'd known during you know, my submarine days and everything, we were best friends. You know, we were great with each other. We were both alcoholics. And, um... Functioning. Functioning alcoholics. Exactly. And he, he was the guy that when we went to, like, places like the Middle East or something, we'd be drunks walking around in a desert trying to find a... A building or even a person to be like, where are we? <laughs> what? That's another story. Um, <laughs> he, <laughs> he, uh, he hooked up with his lady that's like twice his age. And who's just a complete... He, you, you wake up in the morning and get your coffee and it looks like she's got a glass of water. But that's not water. That's vodka. Yeah. You know, she, she's one of those types. And... Uh, and he just fell in love with her, and I was just, I, we hated each other. Me and that lady, we hated it. It was to the point to where instead, I was told, not only was I not going to be the best man, I wasn't going to be allowed at their wedding. What? Because I would have been the guy that like, no, no, he doesn't deserve this. No. <laughs> and I would have, I, I would have done it too. I, I would have been that guy. So you would have spoke now and not held your peace, huh? Exactly. Good for you. That, that's that's why I wasn't allowed. So. Uh, so you seriously weren't allowed at their wedding? Yeah. You're serious? Yeah. Because of her. That's mind blowing. Matter of fact, the very last time I met them, uh, our very last time I saw him, um, it was supposed to be he and I were supposed to go out and have a few drinks at a strip club. But she managed to last minute weasel her way into two guys going to two guys two two guys going I, I, to a, a, a ruined party at a strip club. Yeah, oh. that was the last time I saw him, and I uh, haven't seen him since. Dang. Yeah. See, I I will say that uh, my buddy Dave came to town. This is when, damn. Had I graduated school? Yeah, I had graduated school. Hmm. I just graduated nursing school. I was uh, w with my wife. We were dating then. And he came to town, and he was like, let's go to a strip club. And I, I actually asked her. I was like, is it okay with you if I go? And she goes, yeah, I know you're coming home. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's a good attitude to have. So <laughs> we went out. He had to drive home. Like I ended up on the floor holding my dog's paw. Like, really, like, I was in a weird place. Shit. <laughs> Shit had evidently gone down that night. I was, like, <laughs> literally laying on the floor just talking to my dog. I'm like, I am so happy to be home. <laughs> but that sucks, man. That, that sucks that somebody can come between you and your friend like that. Yeah. And, um, he, like, he would, he would drink. He and I, we would drink. But he wasn't, like, you know, he had to have a drink. She was one of those, and as soon as she woke up, she would grab vodka instead of water. Yeah, that's you know? not healthy, dude. And uh, she actually would get him to drink more. He ended up getting like a DOI, like one or two. You oh, know? no. And I don't know what happened with his career. I guess at one point I believe that he was 
on their verge of getting kicked out, but I don't know. It was, uh, she's just another example of, I see, like, you know, you get two people in a marriage and, you know, when it comes to the military, people don't realize, you know, and this, this, this is where the whole Depidopotamus thing came from, or Dependas, is when it comes to military, because you have one that's in the military and the other one that isn't, you know, people don't realize how easy it is to screw someone's life up or someone's career. And she was screwing his career up. Uh, you know, with the Dependas, you know, when they do, when they, do, when they don't have anything outside yeah. of just sitting there and making sure the house is clean because once the house is clean it's just upkeep you got nothing else to do yeah so either you work out or you drink mm -hmm. or you find something to take your time volunteering at one of the bases facilities or something something yeah the, I mean, the ones that whatever. always got me though like i saw this on my own feed and i was i almost i i wanted to throw up because i actually like this person mm -hmm. but uh it was coming it was uh, last year, when it was uh, about my time for my class reunion, and one of the ones was like, "Hey, uh, let's give a shout out to all the people who were in the military here." And you know, there were a, there were a bunch of us uh, that went Navy, especially for my group of friends. I don't know why. Like, I went Navy, then all of them were like, "Yeah, we're going Navy." So, <laughs> so we all were like, "Yeah." We want to be professional did. alcoholics. That's right, we do, and we did a damn good job. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I did my seven. You know, a bunch of my friends just did their four. One of my friends, he was about to retire as a chief, OS chief, which mm -hmm. is awesome. So proud of his ass. But uh, And then one of the girls was like, I've been an army wife for eight years. <laughs> yeah, no. That wasn't know. the fucking question. No one asked who you were married to. <laughs> yeah. I, you, I'm sorry. As much as you want to say, I served too. No, you didn't. You knew what you were signing up for, just like he did. He went away to war, or she, if you were a male dependent, she went away to war, and you sat at home. Of course you worried. Yeah. Who wouldn't? Our families worried. Guess what? They weren't in the fucking service either when we were in. My mom worried every day. Yeah. She wasn't in the service. You know, just because you fucking worry doesn't mean you're in it. And another, and there's another one because in this, the type of spouses that fit that category, of people they're called dependents. If you ever heard of dependipotamus, those are the ones that are about 800 pounds. And you know, when they go sit at the uh, exchange at the uh, food court, they're sitting on two different chairs together at the same time. And yeah. eating while their kids are waiting and to be fed. They're, they're always one of those assholes too that has a sticker on the back that's like that says like we're a commander. No, you're not. No, you're not. Your husband's a commander or your wife's a commander. Guess what you are? A civilian. Now shut up. Yeah. So if any of you are in the military or are gonna be in the military or are out and you do if you come across this shit, just tell them to fuck off. Honestly. Yeah. Because they're nothing. You know, granted their spells may have some words up, but you know, hey, let let them have some damn words. You know what that's called? Yeah, reciprocation, and that's not allowed. Yeah. You're not allowed to punish me for things like that. But uh, but I mean, anyways, this is it. Dependent, it's what it is, and people, and it just 
still people just in in general on on a civilian community. The fuck is wrong with me? It's not reciprocations; it's reprisals. Yeah, shit. That whatever. I, what, why why didn't you chime in? Because it's a big word, damn it. I know it was tough. I, I, I had I problems with. It. I was trying to really <laughs> grab it. I was trying to grab it intelligently, and I just fucked that all up. So now it ruins my whole argument. Oh, I don't even know what I was going to say now, too. Fuck. Okay. But they're out there. Yeah. They're, they're deadly. They're, they're, yes, they're deadly. And, they're dangerous. And civilians, people just don't understand, you know? And as far as those that work no. for the military with them, as DOD or something, you know, even then, when they start, they don't realize it. But after a while, you actually see how easy it is to screw up a military individual's career because it's we don't two you, seconds huh two seconds yeah two seconds I'm liter- honest to god all it takes is one complaint i mean a serious enough complaint mm-hmm. that might even be false you're just feeling bitter and pissy yep and that person's career is shot down the shitter yeah and i mean People that spend years working to where they get, and it's just, just like that, it's over. You know, it's, it. people need to understand on the civilian side, you, you have laws and everything, you know, there's laws and all that. But in the military, yes, you have those exact same laws, but you know what? The military have is their own set as well. So, you're actually, you have to be a better individual than your basic civilian. You know, you, you have to, because otherwise... It's there are but, standards you have to keep that when you're out of the military, your life is that much easier. Except, you know, well, yeah, it is. I mean, it's, coming from a guy, you know, like I, I had a pretty good career going. Yeah, I will say that. Like, I was, I, I think I was doing very well at my command. I had uh, reviewed policies, rewritten policies, um, helped make a review uh, test for the first and second classes going up for exams. Like, I had done a lot, plus ran my own section as an E5. Uh, scored, I think it was 94th or 96th percentile Yeah. in my first class exam. But I uh, didn't get to advance because they only advanced so many people. But all it took was one accusation. Yeah. And I was seven years in, and it just torpedoed my career yep yep one accusation it was proven false yeah 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 it was uh that was probably one of the more shining moments that i kind of had faith in the military after all yeah i i i i I had a really great career both until i think my last two years and maybe well yeah my last two years last year and a half to two years that's really what it was it just went. It went to shit, you know. And I have guys that I'd served before, and they're just like, "How? How could this happen? You know, you know, what did you do?" And I tell them, "Hell, I, I told a lieutenant straight up that I was going to beat his face in." That's the shortest, most complex, you know, shortest, most generic way of what I actually said. Because what I really did say was uh, a lot. It was a little bit more, and it wasn't cursive. Um, well, see, that's the thing, and too, like, I mean, we work in, uh, like, I think our my job was a highly emotional job because we dealt with a lot of sensitive shit. Mm-hmm. Yours was a highly emotional job because you were in the shit. You know, we we had very different viewpoints then, and I threatened plenty of people who were over me. Oh yeah, and it was it was over simple shit like they drank the last of the coffee and didn't make more. 
Like, I will fucking smack you a face with this keyboard if you don't go and make some more coffee. You, you know, yours is probably completely different. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it's, uh, yeah, I've, uh... Get my Wendy's order wrong one more time and I will cut you. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh... Yeah, don't, 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 uh, it's not a good idea to, uh, curse out those above. Well, then again, too, you think about the time that when you and I both got out, you know, I mean, granted, I was out a few years after you, but still, you know, it was the time when we were both, we both joined, like, pretty, you know, around the same time. And at that time, the military in general, not just at whatever branch it was, but all the branches in general were, were different mentality. And um, even up to, you know, after Iraq started, it was up until, I'd say it was up until around 05, 06 when it started changing. Yeah, and that's that's right when I got out. Like, for me, it was already changing 03, 04. Yeah. Like, but then again, I can honestly say, like, I was overseas. You know, I was on Diego for a year. I was in Spain for two years. Like, I didn't see a lot of the normal american bases and stuff mm -hmm. even uh, even on our spanish base in rota we were a pretty small group like you kind of knew everybody oh yeah yeah so, so i came from you know two very small bases and plus in spain riding some ships you know so that, that those are also very small spaces where you get to know like everybody mm -hmm. and then going to a big base where you know you don't know even the guy who works maybe seven doors down you know, you just don't talk to them. I can't even tell you the names of the people who worked in our, our radio operators room. I just didn't know those guys. We didn't hang out. So it, it was a big change for me. And, like, being around that many people, it just – there's too much lying, conniving bullshit. There, there was too much of that bullshit for me. Yeah. That's when I realized I could never be a shore station sailor or a, a you know, a CONUS sailor because there's just too much of that crap, man. You know, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to – this is going to sound sexist, and I apologize because I really I'm not trying to mean make this as sexist. But my he's going to make it sexist. Oh yeah, he's going to make it oh, sexist. Yeah. Okay, let me just do it. During my whole time in the military, the places that I actually excelled the most was when there was all male units. Any time when there was a combination of female and male, it was when my career went to shit. I will tell you. Boom. Right there. Sorry, ladies, but that's no. been my experience. Uh, Others may have had a different one, but then again, you know, they may not have done the same thing I did or, or whatever. Yeah, to each yep. his own. This is what my experience was. and um, I think we talked about this. Yes. Uh, my, yes. my friend Christine at work, Christine Saul, she was asking me about transgender people in the military. Mm. And, and what I thought of it. And I said, I don't give a shit who you are. If you're willing to fight for the country, come on. Let's go. Mm -hmm. I said, but especially when it gets into military, I said, you have to really hash out the details. Yeah. So if it's a fully transitioned man to woman, can they use a woman's math bathroom? Or can they use the male bathroom? Or if they're only half transitioned, now are we talking which bathroom can they use? Or if they just identify that way, now which bathroom can they use? I said because the military brings up, when it comes especially to sexual harassment, assault like that, all that shit is taken very seriously. Yeah. And so that's where you get into the gray areas, especially in my belief, in those in that argument with the military. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I will say, Diego was mainly male, but I had a girlfriend the whole time I was there. So, I didn't really deal with any of the BS besides guys hitting on her. Yeah. Which, whatever. For me, actually, for me, really didn't even have to do with that whole, you know, you know, the whole, the, the... What what is the um what is it called not not a rumor what, what is it called the uh, um, scuttlebutt scuttlebutt or whatever yeah not, that's not the word I want to try to find but um the well for me it was like always the water cooler talk like oh did you hear so and so like try so to and keep so? it on a on a basic not just a because you're that's a sailor terminology our listeners may 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 be marines so they may have a hard time um, yeah well. There, there's a term. A there's white, a know. term I'm trying to. It, it's where like, like black people, watermelon and chicken. What is that term used for? Bigotry. Know? No, damn it! You're, you're gonna. <laughs> Are not, you serious? I'm trying to get this term. What is this fucking term? I'm. I'm. Okay. Innuendo. No, damn it! I'm gonna throw something at you. I. I don't have nothing to throw at you because I don't want to break this. Game. You're gonna throw something at me, and you actually used three words in the sentence of black people, watermelon, chicken. Actually, that's four words, and that makes stereotype. You with- stereotype. There we go. Okay. Okay. Wow, that took Jeez. what ten minutes? Right. <laughs> well, I had no idea where you were going with that. When you said that, I was like, a tree. I don't know. It's stereotype. Okay. Um, the, the stereotype of, you know, with, when it comes to women in the military that uh, make it up the ranks by, uh, you know, a, a little bit of, uh, physical, um, after hours work. Do I believe that happens? Absolutely. You know, I'm do not, I believe under- it's the standard? No. <laughs> but it, it's the standard as far as how much it happens. Yes. No, I see. That's the thing though. How many people do you have to sleep with, though, to get a good eval? You'd have to sleep with, if you're a junior NCO. Yeah. Or, or, or a junior. Let's, let's put an E4 and below. Because that's mainly when that happens. Let's be honest. E4 and below. More so you'd have, to, you'd have to sleep with whoever, who's ever in charge of your section. Then who's it, whoever's in charge of your division. Then, section would be, and for if you're other branches, you know, a section is basically like platoon. Your, your platoon, your uh, division is your company. And then you got to go your department or your battalion, I guess. Yeah, department would be like a battalion. battalion. So, I mean, you'd soda. have to sleep with so many people up the line. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Now, I do believe there are some women that are, I mean... Maybe they're just likable. Maybe no, not every, actually. They're, they're, no, they're it, able to flirt with everybody and make them feel that good about themselves. If you because I, here's a you doesn't have to sleep with a whole line of people. If you pick like either uh, a middle level officer or a senior uh, enlist, enlisted, like a seventy eight or a nine, you know you've already right at that point. That's easy. You don't need to sleep with a whole bunch of people. See, but the thing is. Like, at least in the world I was in, in, in the crypto world, yeah. like, your section person usually was the one writing your eval. Mm-hmm. So you're talking E5 to E6 is writing your eval. Mm-hmm. Then LPO or First Shirts got to check it. 
or I guess that would be staff sergeant. Uh, your chief's got to check it, which I guess would be like your first shirt. Sergeant first class. Yeah, has got to check it. And, I mean, if those people disagree with that, because generally they see what kind of work you're putting out. Yeah. I mean, they put the kibosh on that shit quick. Now, if I put something up that was bad on a sailor and suddenly, you know, the chief was like, oh, they're fantastic. I'd be like, nah. Like, I was the first one to speak up. Now, this is bullshit. You're not giving them a 3.8. Because that's a friggin' two point six sailor. In a, in a point in a, in a perfect world, you know, you you could fight that level, but it's not a perfect world, and unfortunately, you do have guys that you know oh. that are the final check off the block or whatnot, and they can literally be like, you yeah. know what, they write one out and be like, here, you're gonna sign this. You don't sign this, and, you know, whatever. Hey. And, and that's probably why I was not a very popular supervisor either. Yeah, like I ex- I expected my people to know their shit. Uh, our LPO at the that's, at the time. That's why my okay. advancement in rake was uh, didn't happen. Is because I took care of my guys. I yeah. would stand up against someone that was multiple ranks higher than me and say, "Fuck you!" And you know, you, you do that a time or two, you don't make make it up in the uh, uh, senior enlisted world. Well, this is just a a quick thing. Uh, when I was in Hawaii. We ran operations, uh, TSSCI operations for a select group of people that are awesome. And uh, they pulled me aside and they're like, you know, uh, why aren't all your people supervisor qualified? I said, because Alex is only up on this system. I said, such and such is only up on this system. Such and is only up on these three systems. And this person's only up on these four systems. I said, it's a progression. You got to take them through. And... Uh, my LPO at the time, his name was Lindsey Henry. Yes, his first name was Lindsey. Mm-hmm. And he's probably a chief now. He was a good kiss ass. But um, he said, well, these other people, all of them are super qualified. I said, then have every person on that watch sit soup during a mission. And have every other person rotate through their positions and see how they do. And he goes, well, no, I don't want to do that. I said, why? He goes, well, they probably couldn't. I said, then why the fuck are they qualified? Yeah. And you qualified him. You're the sign-off. Yeah, and yeah. After that, me and him didn't get along. But, folks, basically, you kind of see how things are. It's just it's a lot of variables to each his own, but we, we got to change the topic. I was starting to get depressed. Yeah, oh, yeah, this is depressing as shit. Um, now, I, I... Oh, it took my boy Boogie Borden. Bo- boogie? Boogie? Did you say Boogie Bo- or Boogie? I, I said boogie, yeah. but what I meant to say was boogie. <laughs> boogie? I, uh, we went and got him a boogie board, and it, on it it has a pirate say, flag, and it says say, surrender say, the booty. Now say it again. Boogie. Okay. Board. Boogie board. Uh, bo- board. Boogie board. Okay. Now say it ten times fast. Fuck off. Okay. So anyway, uh, check him out, and it was again. It was just on Sunday. It was red flag conditions, but I got him out into the low surf. It was only like two feet, three feet deep. You know, it was mainly like, you know, whitewash washing up, and I was pushing him. But he had a friggin' blast, dude. Did he? Was he able to actually pull a wave? No, we didn't get out um, far enough for that. And if we did, like they were, it was a, as a massive onshore breeze. So, like, you'd get a nice little wave come up, but it would close out so fast and uh, so hard. 
So I didn't want to get him out into that and yeah. freak him out. So we'll build him up. Yeah, oh, we'll build smart. him up. I kind of like doing the body boring the, or the body one where you do the. Uh... That's what I did on Thursday. I just had my fat ass like skimming in the water, <laughs> and then you know, it's like it, it takes you too far, so you end up rolling over, and then you end up with ten pounds of sand oh, in your ass crack. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, the good times. Yeah, that's what my chafe, big butt was doing. You chafe your you chafe your balls, your dick, and your butt cheeks. What I remember, uh, speaking of boogie boarding, is uh, uh, Jackie's boyfriend. You remember him? Yes, yes, Jackie's yeah. boyfriend. That uh, he the he officer's was, kid. Yeah, that's right. He wasn't even military. He that pretty boy mm. dude. Um, oh yeah, he was, he was sexy man. And he was quiet compared to Jackie, who all she did was she was loud too. Uh, she was a sweetheart, but uh, he took me boogie board one day out at Sandy's, and we went out there, and dude, I got work so bad. Like, I came up, and snot was just running out of my nose, because I got, like, rolled three times, and I'm, you know, flipping out in my friggin' uh, flippers and stuff. I, I looked like shit. And he comes just riding up on a wave, and I have never wanted to beat somebody so badly with a boogie board. That if him just looking so cool, little legs crossed at the end with his little duck feet. Like, I just want to kick his ass right there. <laughs> if you're a beginner and you want to jump straight in the frying pan, Sandy's is the place to go. More broken necks and backs than any other beach in the world. Yep. It's, uh, <laughs> we went over that, actually, in one of the first podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we had, we had. But yeah, Sandy's, Sandy's is where I got worked multiple times. And... <laughs> I kept going back. <laughs> <laughs> um, we last episode you went over uh, um, some uh, demons' names or whatever from the book of. What? Well, I talked about how you know Satan isn't the only one who runs hell. There's four big ones. You got Satan, Lucifer, Leviticus, and uh, not Leviticus, Leviathan, and uh, uh, Baliel. Well, you, and you got this from the Devil's Bible. Now, I, yes. I have Alice some. And I have some other. I have some information from other sources. Well, that, well, I shouldn't say the Devil's Bible because that's like the Devil's Codex, that was actually supposedly written by a monk. This was from the Satanic Bible. The Satanic Bible, yes, that's a yeah. different. But anyways, you Except, you you got that information from there. I pulled yes, some sir. information from uh, a few other sources, especially ancient uh, Sumerian and Akkadian, Egyptian and um, Hebraic uh, um, sources. I, I, sexy beast. I have no. to refine these. Um, I didn't have time to, but I would. I just want to let you know I do plan on bringing this one up. I think it'll be a, a fun one to go over. I'm sorry, interesting, not fun. Talking about demons isn't fun. It's interesting, but um, as long as it's not attacking you, then that's a different story. It ain't interesting or fun. Um, <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> okay. Um, let, let's talk about some people Bring it, that demons. have. Uh, They've had some mysterious deaths um, with relations to the Clintons. Mmm. Shall okay. I? Okay. Shall mm. I? Mmm. Please do. Please do. Okay. Mmm. 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 Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Here we go. Okay. Get that open. All right, here, let's start with a uh, gentleman by the name of uh, James McDougall. He was a convicted whitewater partner of the Clintons 
who died in an apartment uh, in, in his apparent heart attack while in solitary confinement. He was a key witness in the investigation of Special Pro Prosecutor Ken Starr. The Baltimore Suns, um, Carol M. Cannon wrote on March 9, 1998, James B. McDowell, a former Clinton business partner who had been cooperating with independent counsel Kenneth W. Starr in the Whitewater investigation, died yesterday in Federal Prison Hospital in Texas. He was 58. McDougal was serving three and a half year sentence after Starr's office successfully pro prosecuted him on fraud charges stemming from the collapse of a Madison uh, grantee and savings and loan, a McDougal owned Arkansas thrift that cost uh, taxpayers $60 million when it failed. His death appears to reduce the legal risk to uh, President Clinton and Hillary Rodham Clinton and was a clear setback to Starr and his prosecutors who huddled in their offices late at night after McDougal's death was announced. Uh, McDougal, who suffered from heart disease and blocked arteries, died of cardiac arrest. The Justice Department said he had often pre um, predicted that his health wouldn't hold out long enough for him to be free again. At the White House, the president issued a statement referring to early years of his friendship with McDougal. I am saddened to learn about Jim McDougal's death today, Clinton said. I have good memories of the years we worked together in Arkansas, and I extend my condolences to his family. Um, the key accusation against Clinton in the Whitewater land deal phase of Starr's investigation centers on a claim by a formal uh, municipal judge, David Hale, who maintains Clinton, urged him in 86 to seek a fraudulent $300,000 government-backed loan. The money was never repaid, and prosecutors alleged uh, alleged that some of it was used to prop up the Whitewater Development Corporation, a firm co-owned by McDougal and then-wife Susan and the Clintons. Now, this mm. guy, as it says here, he's 58 years old, you know, apparently a history of uh, heart problems, maybe, cholesterol problems, dies, solitary mm -hmm. confinement. Okay, this one, I, I can see it. Am I going to rule out that the Clintons didn't find a way to kill him? No, I'm not going to rule it out. Simply because <laughs> the number of people, it's just there's there's no coincidence. Uh, the next person, Mary Mahoney. Uh, she was a, a White House intern who was murdered July 97 at a Starbucks co ca coffee shop in Georgetown, Washington, D.C. Um, it was just after she was about to go public with this story of sexual harassment. Uh, by the, by Bill Clinton. So you have a lady here that you know was going hmm. to go public about some her actual uh, sexual harassment against the President of the United States. She mysteriously died. Well, not I mysteriously. Love mysterious death. She she didn't mysteriously die. She was murdered. Um, like Anthony Bourdain, man. Uh, she had at least five bullets inside of her body from two different guns. Jesus Christ. Total, total Suicide, ten shots, huh? Total, total ten shots were fired. None of them were heard by neighbors, uh, which in a place that she was murdered was a very densely populated Georgetown section. Um, she was shot in the chest, face, and in the back of the head. Um. You say Georgetown, like Washington? Uh, D.C., 
Yeah, see, I, I've been to Georgetown. Those things go off like firecrackers, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to 50 states. I've never I, been to Washington, D.C., so... I, I think the Georgetown motto is, I didn't hear nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um... <laughs> Okay, let, let's, uh, wow, dark. Uh, let's talk about a gentleman by the name of Vince. <laughs> let's talk about Vince Foster, shall we? While I'm spitting, while I'm talking. Sure. All over myself. Spit white. I love it myself. Talk, baby. Yes, I love it myself. I love it. Mm. <laughs> okay, um, Vince Foster was the, he was a, he was a White House counselor and colleague of Hillary Clinton at the uh, the Little Rock Rose Law Firm, where she was a partner. He died of a gunshot wound to the head, and which was ruled a suicide. He was about to testify against Hillary about the rec- about the records that she refused to turn over to Congress. He was reported to have been having an affair with Hillary. Wow, really? You would do that? Who would do it? No. Young, younger Hillary? Oh, yeah. Um, this was in 1993. Yeah, see, that's still younger Hillary. Yeah, what, yeah. a cankle Hillary? No. Yeah, you know what? Young, she actually wasn't bad looking back then. I, I, nah, I, I, she I, wasn't. She was a pretty good looking lady. Yeah. Um, let's see, what, what is this uh, at Daily's Mail? Uh, uh, the article says, On Monday night, July 93, a 48-year-old lawyer called Vince Foster is found dead in a park near Washington, D.C., he had died from a gunshot wound to the mouth, and his fa- uh, and his father's 38 caliber revolver, dating from 1913, was at his side. Oh, fuck you, 19th. Okay, um, the same method of suicide used by a marine officer in the film *A Few Good Men*, which Foster was known recently to have watched. In the movie, really, you're gonna put that on the article? Um, in the movie, an officer had killed himself because he was distraught about testifying against his commanding officer. He- in real life, Vince Foster was distraught at the prospect of being grilled about the shady affairs of Hillary Clinton. A clear case of suicide then, or was it? As months passed, wild rumors began to grow that a hitman had murdered him because he knew too much. Mm. You know, okay, in the article you put, for one, 1913. There's some good guns out there that are old, and they work. But even then... You at least got to run them through a little bit, you know, oil them up or whatever it is. And he's, you know, get, get it worked in before it's good to go again. 1913. <clears throat> 1913. This is 1993. Okay. I, 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 just on that alone, I, I, my suspicion's up. And then they want to put right after that in the article that the same method of suicide from a particular movie and it's saying that he recently saw that movie. I'm calling bullshit just the fact that's in there. And the fact that they're bringing that up. I'm calling bullshit right there. Right. Hmm? What do you say? Right? Yeah. I said right? Oh, okay. Uh, what was, what's uh, Brown? Shall we talk about Ron Brown? Not, not Ron Burgundy. I have no idea about him. Not Ron Burgundy. But Ron Brown. The other Burgundy. 
<laughs> I'm stuck in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> oh my god. You know what? I need to listen Odin's to that song. Raven, let, huh? I said, Odin's Raven, let me hear about this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to listen to that song. The, uh, uh, what, fuck, what's it called? Something by, uh, What's the one where he's in the tub and he's having a steak and waffles? I don't fucking know. You don't, you, you don't remember the... Okay. Oh. This, folks, this is what happens when you hit your head a few times and you've been drinking. You, you forget stuff. Very easy stuff. Speaking of which, what was I talking about? Ron Burgundy? Oh. Ron Burgundy. Okay. Oh, Brown. Brown, that's right. Uh, Brown was the Secretary of Commerce under Clinton and the former DNC chairman. He was reported to have died by impact on a plane crash. A pathologist close to the investigation reported that there was a hole in the top of Brown's skull resembling a gunshot wound. At the time of his death, Brown was being investigated and spoke publicly of his willingness to cut a deal with prosecutors. The rest of the people on the plane also died. A few days later, the air traffic controller committed suicide. Hmm. That's Shame. Yeah, that's um. Hmm. Weird how accidents happen like that. I, I think I smell the bullshit flag there. Um, yeah. <laughs> Things going up faster than a twelve-year-old dick, man. <laughs> oh. And are even talking about the Clintons too? Oh. I know. Man. See, that's why it works on both levels. <laughs> You're so horrible. <laughs> I'm not that far behind you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Evil laugh inserted here. Okay. Uh, this other gentleman by the name of uh, C. Victor Razor II. That's uh, C with a, uh, the letter C with a dot. So I have no clue what his actual first name is. It could be... It could be... Uh, candy. That's right. Candy. 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 Candy was a major player in the Clinton fundraising organization, and he died in a plane, a private plane crash in July 92. Um, and it says in the Chicago... plane crash. Yeah. Uh, reported in the Chicago Tribune, um, Candy, a finance co-chairman of government Bill Clinton's presidential campaign, was killed Thursday when a small plane carrying him on a fishing vacation crashed in Alaska. He was 52 and lived in Washington. The aircraft, a D. Haviland Beaver float paint, I can't even, I'm not even going to do that one again. Uh, it went down near the town of Dillingham, 300 miles southwest of, uh, southwest of Anchorage, uh, killing Mr. Razor and his 22-year-old son, R. Montgomery Razor. And his R probably stands for Rice. So Candy and Rice died. You know, a De Hav you said a De Havilland Beaver, right? Yeah, the D that was the plane. The De Havilland Beaver, the float plane. Yes. You, you know, those are one of the safest planes in the world. Apparently not, if you know shit on the Clintons, <laughs> if you get some dirt on them. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. And the thing was, there was mm. along, we, along with these two, uh, three other. Um, there were three other passengers who were killed. The sixth passenger uh, and the pilot were just injured. Jesus. Yeah. 
Do you smell the, um, do you smell that bullshit there? Dude, it, it, it smells to high heaven. It's to high, it's high, waiters ain't gonna cut it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, this other one is, um, oh shit, did I, did I totally, did I miss a page? Wait a minute. Hang on a second. Go some seven to. Oh wow! I totally skipped some here. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'll put part two back. I don't know how I did that. I've been drinking. Um, let's talk about Paul Tully. PT. Mr. PT. Mm -hmm. He was a Democratic National Committee political director. He was found dead in a hotel room in Little Rock, Arkansas, on September 1992. He was described by Clinton as a dear friend and trusted advisor. Let me tell you something. If you're a dear friend of any of the Clintons, um, run far away. Far, far away. Yeah. Don't be friends with the Clintons. And if you have shit on them, dirt on them, you're going to die. I'm just, I'm just, just going to let you know. <laughs> just, just, just warning you now. FBI, I'm just making a presumption. I'm not doing it. Trust me. Um, New York Times wrote, uh, Paul Tully, the political director of the DNC, one of his party's preeminent uh, strategists, was found dead in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas today. He was 48 years old. Uh, Coroner Steve uh, Nowajujigowski, something, some Polish name, of uh, Pulaski County, said Mr. Tully's body was found about 3 p.m. today by a maid at a hotel where he was living in Little Rock. Pending results of an autopsy, the coroner said Mr. Tully appeared to have died of natural causes. Um, it was among the most impassioned and tense of a generation of uh, democratic uh, politic professionals who devoted much of their lives uh, to regaining the White House. He worked in every presidential election since 1968. He had moved to Little Rock in the fall uh, to aid in uh, Governor Bill Clinton's drive from the White House. Um, Ronald H. Brown, the chairman of uh, the DNC, said in a statement, There will be only one Paul Tully, pacing, driven, and full of joy. Paul's commitment to our party, and more importantly, to making this great nation greater than fire that burn, the blah, 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 blah. Okay, this one is just... 1992. There's quite a few in 1992 there. 92, 93, 89, fucking... All right, let's let that was boring. Let's talk about Ed Willie. Not Slick Willie. Wait, I was about to say, what's his name again? Willie. <laughs> Ed. Ed Willie. Ed. Very. Very. Very possible. Could be a horrible name. Could be Edward Willie. So he probably wasn't. So instead of Slick, you had Slick Willie. He was probably Rough Willie. Rough Willie. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Rough Willie and uh, Slick Willie, I'm sorry, Rough Willie was at a Slick Willie fundraiser. Uh, he was found dead in November of 93, deep in the woods of Virginia, with a gunshot wound to his head, which was ruled a suicide. Um, okay. Rough Willie's, uh, uh, Wiley's Kathleen claimed that Bill Clinton groped her in the Oval Office in the White House. Why, that's I guess that's his wife. Apparently, Bill had groped his wife in the White House. 
Um, she said in an interview in a book alleging a campaign of slander and intimidation orchestrated uh, chiefly by Hillary Clinton, Kathleen Willey points a finger of suspicion at the former first couple for the death of her husband, who was believed to have killed himself. Um, what Willie, who claims she groped, she was groped by President Clinton in the White House, acknowledged in an interview that the um, WND, t uh, wait, WND, what was that? What was that? That was, uh, whatever. Um, uh, she stands by the speculation she possesses about her husband's demise and target caught in the crosshairs of Bill and Hillary Clinton. Um, uh, asked if she suspects her husband Ed, a lawyer and son of predominant, uh, prominent, uh, excuse me. Uh, when asked, she uh, suspects her husband Ed, a lawyer and son of a prominent Virginia lawmaker, who was murdered. Willie replied, "Most definitely." Um, she says, "I'm having someone mm -hmm. with a forensics background look at this. I intend to pursue this further now that these questions have been raised." Um, Ed, she told whoever it was pointing to alleged discrepancies in the autopsy report. Whoever NWD is, which is probably some, I don't know. National Welfare Endowment? Um, the Willie, um. I was close. The, the Willie, um, <laughs> the Willie in Demise. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm making shit up here. So basically, we what we know so far is if you know the Clintons, you're gonna die. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So glad I missed that election. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Parks. Um, you and I joined on the darn his the presidency too. I joined in nineteen nine. Well, I joined in ninety seven. I went to boot in ninety eight. I mean, we were both there for his presidency. Yeah, we served yeah. there. Yeah. Anyways, for the, for the end of his, the beginning of uh, Baby Bush. So let's uh, talk about JP, otherwise known as Jerry Parks. We're gonna call him JP. Um, JP was the head of Clinton's, uh, um, uh, one of his security teams in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. He was gunned down in his car at a deserted intersection outside of Little Rock. Um, JP's son said his father was compiling a dossier on Clinton and alleged threatened and allegedly threatened to reveal the information he found. After he mm. died, the files were mysteriously removed from his house. Once again, you've got dirt on the Clintons, you die. God. Yeah, there, there's an article here, but I'm, I'm not going to read that because I don't think he has care. I gave you the gist of it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's <clears throat> crazy. Which he actually was a good friend of Vince Foster, who mysteriously died. Um, good God, yeah. And now let's talk about JB, not BJ, but JB. We've had, we've had GP, now we got JB. Now it's JB, James Bunk. Wait, no, James okay. Bunch. James Bunch. 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 B U N C H. Bunch. That's right. Bunch. Now, he was an influential Texan who died from an apparent suicide by gunshot. It was reported that he had a black book of people containing the names of influential people who visited prostitutes in Texas and Arkansas. Once again, you've got dirt on somebody, on the Clintons, you're going to die. Hmm. 
That is some crazy stuff right there. John Wilson. I mean, that, yeah, it is. I mean, this is crazy. Uh, John Wilson. Um, he. This is a, a death we haven't spoke of yet. He was found dead in May of 93 from an apparent suicide by hanging. He was reported to have ties to the Clinton's Whitewater deals. Uh, if you have information that can incriminate, you're going to die. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, in almost every single one of these, there's a news article about it. You know, I just, I'm not going over it all because we'll spend an hour here and we don't have that much time. What, what, what is it? Um, wow, we're actually, we're actually overtime. Damn. Damn it. I have three more packets. I just finished the first packet. I got three more to go. <laughs> Two more. Yeah. Damn. Okay. That's classic us. Well, so, in short, people, just leave the Clintons alone. Uh, don't don't get to know the Clintons. <laughs> yeah. And if you do... If they're like, you guys want to come over and play Jenga, you say no. <laughs> and if you do, you're better off killing them before they kill you. Evidently. Holy Jesus. Yeah. Speaking of which, apparently, um, and I, I have the list of names, uh, a list of names that have, uh, and of course, both the Clintons there, even Chelsea is apparently part of this uh, um, pedophile sex trafficking, you know, connection. It'll be interesting to see what all comes out with this crap. Well, here's something I think was going on is this, this Iran thing. I think with the Clintons and some of their other cohorts, they're really pushing this whole Iran thing to, you know, to bring about that in the news to kind of, you know, overshadow this whole, you know, sex trafficking. With by the way, Nixium, this whole thing is direct. They found that this is actually related to uh, Epstein situation. Ah. So, um, Miss uh, the the young um, Smallville star. Um, she did sing like a bird because obviously Epstein probably wouldn't have gone down if she hadn't, among other people singing. So, mm. yeah, they, I, I'm interested because I honestly think a lot of this uh, uh, Iran thing is being put big in the news. Because I mean, thinking about it, you've got a lot of key people. Like, look at uh, um, what's this? What's that? Gary, Carrie, Carrie, Carrie. Yeah, something Kerry, John Kerry. Is John Kerry? Yeah, he's all those trips that he did to Iran, and he's been doing that even during Trump's uh, presidency to try to, mm -hmm. you know, to talk to them to undermine Trump's presidency. You know what I mean? And luckily, like with this whole British thing, because for so long we've had this unwritten agreement to, you know, hey, if something happens to, you know, let's say Iran takes a couple of British ships, we're going to go over and we're going to throw a few missiles their way. Well, Trump was like, no, you've got a military, you've got a navy, you've got an army, you do it. That was a good move by Trump. Because honestly, if we would have done it, it would have escalated into something much worse. I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say no, he's not, he doesn't make some a few smart moves, or I'm not going to say he does, but at least his cabinet and his advisors do. Yeah, when, you know, when I say oh, he Because I don't, I don't him. think he's pulling this shit together himself, I'm sorry. Guy can't string together a, a coherent paragraph. You know, I don't know. I, I'm sorry. 
Yeah, you and I, and I I could I see that. However, being on the other side, I actually see him showing off his stupidity, but when in fact he's actually behind the scenes, he's very brilliant. So one one of us would be wrong, but we honestly don't know. One we may never know. No, one of us would be wrong, but I I refuse to believe a guy who was in the same day said, "I don't know why he's saying we're going to Mars. We can't make it to Mars." And then his speech left day says, "We're going to Mars." Like, yeah, I'm sorry, you're not, you're, all eight cylinders aren't hitting, brother. <laughs> you know, I just, I find it hard to believe that he's a secret mastermind. I find it much easier to believe. And I'm not saying he's not a good president yeah. and he hasn't done good things. But, I mean. I'm just saying he's not some secret mastermind, you know, like the Claw and Inspector yeah. Gadget back there, you know, but doing some Machiavellian shit. Before we get too far, you know, off, basically, like I said, he's. He did the right thing by basically telling Britain, hey, you've got your own military. You know, you handle this. That's right. This is your deal. We got enough shit going on. So I honestly think that Clintons and their cohorts or whatever cabal that this is, they're trying to pull strings to make this whole Iran thing so big in the news that it just overshadows this whole Epstein thing, this whole trafficking issue. I honestly mm -hmm. think that's what's going on. But, you know, it's still early in the game, and I'm... You know, I'm watching, I'm taking notes, and my nose is bleeding. Wow. How'd, uh. that, how'd that start? Well, they've they've uh, initiated the chip in your head. Next, you're going to blow up like in that movie Scanners. Oh, I'm fucked. <laughs> 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 uh, with, with that being said, um, <clears throat> go watch the movie Scanners. It's pretty good. And um, yeah. have an explosive time. Uh, do something good for somebody. <laughs> Don't be a douchebag, and um, yeah, be humble. Don't be a douchebag, brother. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> bye. Bye bye, nipples. <laughs> <laughs>